Hi, this is Shane Gibson's Sales Podcast for December 2006. The Closing Bigger Sales Podcast is a podcast based upon and inspired by the book Closing Bigger, The Field Guide to Closing Bigger Deals, written by myself, Shane Gibson, and Trevor Green. Today's sales podcast is devoted to helping employers find better ways to inspire and drive their sales staff and also salespeople to develop better strategies to developing themselves as closers, leaders, and market makers. The program has actually been recorded at Careers Today Canada, a radio show devoted to career development and recruitment. I'm going to hand it over to the host, Mintel Roy. You're listening to Careers Today on CFUN. Once again, here's your host, Mintel Roy. Good afternoon and welcome back to Careers Today on CFUN 1410 AM. I'm Mintel Roy. I'm your host of Careers Today. And this week we are tackling one of the hottest topics in the Vancouver employment market. And that's sales and sales training. And everywhere I go, as mentioned in our last segment, I am bombarded with companies asking me, Minto, I need some quality salespeople. Who do you have? Uh, How do I increase the level of performance for my sales staff? This is a topic that seems to have no end to it. And to that end, I want to welcome my very special guest, Shane Gibson. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Shane, Shane is an internationally recognized speaker, trainer, and an entrepreneur. He has addressed several thousand people all over the world. Now, he's the president of Knowledge Brokers International. Knowledge Brokers clients include Siemens, BMW. Shane himself has done performance training, sales performance trainings with the likes of Hub International, Standard Life, CMA Canada. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks, Minto. Okay. So, Shane, as an expert in the area of sales performance, um, before we tackle this issue, let's talk about how you got into this field. How did you become a sales performance trainer? How did Knowledge Brokers start? Boy, those two questions. Okay. Uh, first question is, how did I get started? It started in the speaking industry. Uh, I grew up in the industry. My father had been doing it for, I guess, to date now for 32 years. Okay. And uh, first time I went to him, I actually said, look, I want to get into the business. And I was about 16 years old. And this is also how I really started in sales. Is he, says, he says, well, what do you want to do? He says, oh, I want to do what you do. And he says, what is it that I do, son? And I said, well, you get in front of audiences. People love you. Everybody knows you. Uh, you get great feedback and you get a check <laughs> at the end. You know, it seems like a good deal. And he says, actually, that's not what I do. And I said, what do you do, dad? He says, I market and I sell. And then I get to deliver that product. So he said, do you really want to do this? And I said, absolutely. And he reached in his desk and I was 16 years old, no training from him yet, pulled out a stack of tickets for a public seminar we're having at the Vancouver Trade and Convention Center and said, <laughs> son, go sell these. How, dad? Figure it out. Then tell me whether you want to be in this business because this is what it's about. And so that's how I started off. Uh, One and, of those dads uh, that also throws you in the water when you're six oh, months old. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> right? The, the, the cobbler's son, so to speak, you know, with no shoes. And so he sent me out there to fight it out and, uh, and I learned a lot. Uh, but that's really how I started was uh, I started marketing training and speaking in the industry. Okay. And now, for those people out there, the audience probably is not aware. Shane's father, Bill Gibson, correct? Yes. He's an internationally renowned sales trainer and salesperson. Absolutely. Okay. And um, tell us a little bit about your dad just quickly so we have a depth of understanding. Absolutely. Uh, 30-some-odd years ago, he started off as a top airtime salesperson for Chum Radio across Canada. 
uh, graduated through taking programs with Dr. Thomas Gordon through leader effectiveness training programs, married his marketing and his leadership background to become a professional speaker and an author, uh, now resides and runs Knowledge Brokers International for Southern Africa. Right. Uh, and I run Knowledge Brokers International for North America. Okay. Well, uh, everybody out there listening now might be inclined to say, okay, but Shane, sales is in your blood. And, and to some extent, you know, I will agree, but to a very minimal extent, and, and we'll tackle that issue. But, you know, here you are, you get this book of tickets from your dad. It's not like he gave you a lot of sales training. You were probably around it. Yeah, absolutely. So take me to starting Knowledge Brokers International. Or how do you become the president in Vancouver? Absolutely. Well, Knowledge Brokers International is an organization that was actually founded by a South African bank. It was a training and publishing company. Okay. And they came to uh, Gibson's, Bill Gibson in particular. Uh, I was a contributing author as well to the program to develop a sales system specifically for selling business to business, uh, typically financial services. So over a year was invested in developing this system on selling, and it was really a compilation of 25 years of experience in sales. And we developed the system, and they were the publisher. Now, what occurred with a lot of banks is that they're not really marketers. Right. And so we were the guys that ended up selling most of the programs. And through a series of events uh, coming into about 99, I believe it was 1999, we actually bought knowledge brokers from that bank. Okay. And then we took it from being in South Africa to also – moving into Canada, which okay. was my enterprise. But you don't just work with one industry. You work overall with... Dozens of industries. Every year, I would say we enter two or three new industries with our best of business practices. Okay. So we know from from our knowledge of the market that every industry seems to be screaming for good quality salespeople. What, from a general question of business... What do you think is happening right now that everybody seems to be needing salespeople? It's not like this was the lay of the land five, ten years ago. What's what's happening? I think there's a few – there's so many convergences of, of, of factors that we've got to look at. Uh, one of them is just the fact that, you know, there is a labor shortage. Right. And, you know, you know this uh, from that perspective. There's a lot of people retiring and there isn't people coming up in the ranks. So it's a natural issue. But also with globalization. The marketplace is a lot more competitive. You've got guys working in call centers in India right. competing with you here in Vancouver for the same clients for web development business or high-tech solutions. So what's needed is that in the past where we could sit back and take orders, today Canadians, North Americans, anywhere have to put their running shoes on. And as an organization, that means we've got to be proactive in developing our sales force, recruiting the right people, and having a much more professional and systematic process to going after our high return on investment markets out there. Okay. That seems like uh, it's very well articulated, but let's talk to the manager who's listening in the car at home right now or the entrepreneur who needs salespeople right now. And he says, and he's thinking, boy, I just need good quality salespeople or the people that I have are, are just not performing. Um, do you think sales performance training is the answer? No, absolutely not. Okay, from a There is no silver bullet. There is no silver bullet. When I go in and do training with an organization, what I say is what I have as a, as a toolkit and a system, which I can, in, in essence, download to your people. But it is a true partnership. There are many pieces, and this is actually why we don't call it sales training, right. uh, is that at Knowledge Brokers, we label what we do as a sales intervention. Because we're going to move into a company and we're going to work on their sales management process. We're going to look at their process for attacking the marketplace, how they're measuring, uh, what their steps are to the sale. 
Then we're going to look at soft skills uh, and hard skills for sales staff. And then it's all integrated back to the accountability of the client. Because the best organizations we've dealt with are the ones that have good leadership who take what we deliver to them as best of business practices and actually make sure they get implemented. So a true sales training or sales intervention, excuse me, part of it is sales training, but it's really about organizational change, which means it has to come from the top straight through to the bottom. So I talk to a lot of small, medium-sized companies, and um, we always talk about their training needs. Yes. Uh, they do leadership training, management training. They succumb budget for further education for their employees. I know of less than 10% of companies that actually implement sales performance training. Why? I think that a lot of sales managers or just management in general, we're, we are overworked. And uh, we're two things. We're putting out fires and we're walking encyclopedias. So if we're not solving a problem for our staff, they're walking in the door saying, how do I do this? How do I do that? Right. Instead of spending time to really coach, mentor our people, take our leadership to the next level. It takes extra effort. I mean, you ask the average sales person, let's say senior sales management person, let's say Minto, you're running an organization. I say, Minto, how many times a month do you golf? Three times, four Three times. Three times. Minto, we can get the results you want, but you're going to have to golf once. I, that's hard to believe. <laughs> okay. And so what we look at uh, is what I'm really talking about is middle management or sales management have to make sacrifices along with their people to get things implemented, which might be, mean working longer hours. It might mean developing new skills for mentorship, new skills for coaching, to really get out of that reaction mode into really leading implementation of selling. Okay. So uh- – I think the employers, the entrepreneurs, and the managers out there are listening now. Yeah. We're going to take a short break, but I'm going to challenge you. When, I, when we come back from the break, what I want you to do is to really talk to the entrepreneurs and the managers out there who are looking to maximize or recruit their current sales staff, okay? And why should I contemplate bringing in a third party? Uh, I've got a sales manager already working on this. Now I've got to spend potentially more money and, uh, and distract my current crew, and I'm scared to do it. So I want you to give me a couple of good reasons why that makes sense. Okay? Absolutely. If you're just joining us, we'll be right back with Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International. I'm Minto Roy, and we will be right back after this quick short break on Careers Today, CFUN, 1410 a.m. Now, back to Careers Today on CFUN, 1410 AM. Here's your host, Minto Roy. Good afternoon and welcome back to Careers Today on CFUN, 1410 AM. I'm your host, Minto Roy, and we are very happy to have with us in our studio, Shane Gibson, President of Knowledge Brokers International. Now, before we get back to Shane... Uh, and his advice to employers and potential salespeople out there. I want to let uh, everyone know if you're interested in a career in sales or just generally looking to change your careers, I'd invite you to send me your resume. You can certainly, first of all, go on to our website at www.careerstodaycanada.com, and you can certainly submit your resume to any one of the quality employers using Careers Today for their recruitment needs, or you can send your resume to careers at pcmgcanada.com, and we will certainly invite you in to discuss options in the market and give you some great career advice that really might make a difference. All right, Shane, we left, and we were talking to the potential entrepreneurs, managers out there who are ready to admit that, you know what, their sales have been not where they need to be. Yes. Okay? So 
How would you advise them to proceed next? First, they've admitted, fine, they need to get some help with their sales. Well, I, I think part of it is is a little bit of diagnosis of what's going on. Okay. Uh, one of the most common areas that I find pretty well across the board, I'm talking whether we're dealing with a major multinational or an individual entrepreneur who's hired her first salesperson. Right. What we look at is really getting focused. Is it too often organizations don't spend enough time understanding their ideal target market? And they're out there kind of peppering the marketplace, right, hoping right. they're going to hit the right targets. So part of it really is getting down and defining a really fundamental good process for them, starting with profiling the ideal high return on investment type of clients and markets they should go after. Because too much information is spent really before they even begin to reflect or develop a strategy. People are out there spending their money and their time in the marketplace, doing their experimenting on their biggest asset, which is time. No, that, that's a key point. I think uh, the the misconception out there is sometimes you hire sales performance trainers and you're going to come in and you're going to give me some great lines or tactics that I can use to close deals. No, and I think that, that at the end of the day, we can say the right things and we can have great rapport building skills and we can be well-liked by our prospects. But we're from the, if we're in the wrong building, in the wrong department, talking to the wrong person, <laughs> right. uh, then, then our sales efforts are wasted. And too many people are doing that. They're calling the wrong people. They're in the wrong offices. They're going after the wrong markets for their solutions. And so that's the first thing we really do is draw. There are no sacred cows either. Uh, <laughs> you know, I literally get out there and say, guys, this is what you're doing right now, and you're going to have to scrap it. And that's really, I guess, a telling time is whether or not management and the sales force in general are going to be willing to hold on to those bad behaviors or those old habits, which have some payoff, right. to move towards something they're unfamiliar with, they're going to give them a greater return on investment. And that's that really div- that dividing line for me when I'm working with companies is facilitating that movement so it's painless. You know, it's a great point. You're not only working with the sales team. You're working with the marketing team. You're working with the overall operations. Oh, I, I, if at all possible, working with organizations, I look at I recently worked with uh, CMA Canada, Certified Management Accountants across right. the country. And one of the things that they did within their organization is they didn't just have their marketing team trained. What I really admired about it was they had their marketing, their support staff, their senior management in place so that everybody spoke the same language of marketing and personal selling. And once you create that common language, it's easy to create change. Often management sends staff with training functions and they don't even show up. Right, right, And then they wonder why they can't implement the change, but they don't even know what it is themselves. You know, it's... It seems so obvious because we we always joke in, in business. It's not really a joke, but we always say that, look, sales solves all problems. You can have lots of problems. What you cannot have consistently is a sales problem. Absolutely. Okay? So you would think it'd be very logical that if you've had a sustained sales problem or if you haven't had the capacity to hire the right salespeople, get some help. Yeah. Well, it's a quote from Einstein, right? He said, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that got you into it. (laughs) And that's the challenge. Is it the same thinking is going to get used to the same results? And often you have to get somebody with an outside perspective to come in and really look at what you're doing, to see the obvious that we don't see, to take away the things that we're attached to that are holding us back. And that's, that's one of the big things that I think an outside trainer or facilitator can do for an organization. Right. No, I, I think it, we have to shatter one myth. Uh, for entrepreneurs out there, it's not about 
you know what? All you're missing is that one golden boy salesperson who will come in and figure that out. And that's how all your sales problems are going to be solved. Two reasons. If that's the case, then you're always going to be reliant on that one individual for your business. Well, Minto, you don't have a business model. You've got an employee. <laughs> and that's a scary place to be. They're now holding you hostage. You better have a sales process that you can plug people into, no matter who it is. That, that's... Otherwise, you're held hostage by your staff. And that's not a good way to live. Okay. So what up? let's talk on the other side of the coin there for a moment, okay? Um, I'm an employee out there. I'm working in a sales team. Yes. Okay. Um, our company doesn't have a process. Okay. Um, how do I implement a process when there is no process? Or what would you give that person? What would you say to that person right now? I think one of the things we look at is there is a process. There are people on your team who are succeeding. Uh, and they're following a process whether they realize it or not. And that's often what I'll do is going into a company is looking at what we do as an organization for training. But first I go on to look for evidence of best of business practices that are occurring sort of consistently and consistently uh, and map those and then duplicate the duplicatable ones. Some stuff is personality-based, but some of it is really duplicatable. And so if there's a couple people on your team succeeding, you may find some common behaviors and activities. And if you're not getting the results you want, you're often not doing the same activities as them. Okay. So salespeople generally from a – if I questioned 100 people, they'd say who, which department has the biggest ego at the company. You know, they'd probably tell me salespeople. Well, maybe some people would tell me the engineering people. But you know, yeah. we'll, we'll and have when a you good... combine engineers and sales, it's a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going in as somewhat of the hired gun. Yes. Um, must be a tough place to land sometimes. You know, not too often anymore. Uh, when I started off in the business, uh, I'm still a lot younger than most of my competitors. When I started off, I was really young. Right. Uh, my first paid gig, I was 18 years old. And there was this kid showing up floating in a suit uh, trying to tell you how to sell. So that was difficult. But what I found later on, even as moving into my early 20s, was that the, my issue with my age had a bigger impact on my success than somebody else's issue with my age. Right. And, or with my level of experience. So once I got over myself... And I really focused on delivering solutions. My goal is in the first 10, 15 minutes in a seminar to give everybody in that room something they find of value. And then I find after that, it's not a challenge. If you're just joining us, we're listening to Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International. Knowledge Brokers conducts high-level sales performance training throughout the globe. And Shane and I have been discussing this absolutely hot market in Vancouver and Again, the incessant need for salespeople. I mean, good quality salespeople. Shane, what I want to do is to speak to those individuals out there who are either in sales positions that they're not finding traction in. Yes. Or the young university student graduating who may want to get into a career in sales. Or somebody that's a mid-level professional saying, hey, you know what? I, I can speak to people. I, I'm good with people. I want to get into sales in this hot market that needs a lot of salespeople. So I want to talk to those people, and I, and I really want to give them some practical advice. I'm Mento Roy, and we'll be right back with Shane Gibson on Careers Today, CFUN, 1410 AM. You're listening to Careers Today on CFUN. Once again, here's your host, Mento Roy. Good afternoon and welcome back to Careers Today on CFUN 1410 AM. I'm your host of Careers Today, Minto Roy, and in our studio today, Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International. Now, we've been talking about sales. 
We've been talking about hiring great salespeople. We're talking about performance sales training. And I, I want to ask Shane to talk to the individual out there. So I'm a recent new grad. I'm contemplating a career in sales. I am the salesperson that's been working in sales for the last 10 years, but really is not maximizing. Okay. First, let's talk about the young person going into sales. How, how do I know I would be good at sales, Shane? I think it's one of these things, Minto, that it's it's about – it's like saying how do I know I'm going to be good at, I don't know, being an engineer or archery or whatever else. It's a, it's a lifetime pursuit. So I think what you've got to ask is, is am I going to love the – really the path? Right. Am I am – I, is this – does the feeling of having someone say no uh, inspire me to move forward uh, or is that absolutely my biggest fear? For instance, number one, right. and I think in addition to that, we got to look at the fact is that you know really what are our career goals? I run a program with Langara College uh, called Selling Fundamentals. We run it quarterly, and uh, you can check it out at SalesAcademy.ca. Hope you okay. don't mind the plug there. No, no. And uh, one of the things we do it's called Selling Fundamentals, and the program is designed to help people assess whether or not they really want to go into selling as a career. That's 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 really interesting because you're not uh, you're. I get this. I hear a lot of people say, you know, my buddies think I'm good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is perhaps your buddies are not the best assessment of whether you can sell or not. Not necessarily. No. And as we look at it, what we assess first is the individual's values. So we actually get them through a values exploration exercise. And as we look at, which is right along with the kind of the stuff that Peter Thomas does with and you guys do with LifePilot. LifePilot, yeah. And once we look at those values, then we look at the career they're looking at. And we say on a daily basis, based upon the sales path you want to have, because there's dozens of different paths in selling, from very analytical, almost introverted activities to very extroverted promoter-type activities. And does your daily activities in this type of sales resonate with your core values? So you're trying to get someone started off the right sales career path. Absolutely, because passion is where your values meet your daily activities. I mean, if those two are aligned... Uh, you've got a passionate, fired-up salesperson. Okay, so let's talk about the non-passionate salesperson out there. Is, you know, in a sales rut, they're midway through another month, or they're at the end of this month, and they're saying, "I haven't hit my quotas, but nobody's really watching." I'm mid-pack. Uh, I, I'm looking for a new position, but I've had three or four positions in the last decade in sales. What are you saying to that guy out there? Oh, boy. Or that woman? Uh, I mean, if that was the way they came to a job interview, I wouldn't say much. I'd say thanks for your resume. Uh, and so, but I think with that individual, I would do the same thing. I would go back with them and, and really find out what's important with them, where their career goals are, right. and what type of selling really inspires them. So, for instance, myself, I know that I am really good at cold calling. Okay, I can get on the phone and I can be a telephone gorilla and I can do really well. I mean, I can hammer the phone and I can get results. Right, and that scares the heck out of even salespeople. But I don't like to do it. Okay, so I'm just being straight with you. My brother, who's a great salesperson, loves the phone. Me, my real area where my skills meet my passions is when I'm in the boardroom. So my goal is if I, the more I'm in the boardroom, the more money I make and the more momentum I have. And so one of the things we can look at with salespeople, which is kind of part two of our Selling Fundamentals program, is we look at their, their sales style profile. We use a profiling system. And we look at their, their sales strengths. And then we help describe and develop activities and processes that play to their strengths. Versus too often, coaches, managers, they find what you're bad at and they try to fix broken people. 
Right. And that's the challenge is we run around with this like low self-esteem or self, you know, beating yourself up <laughs> because you're not great at a certain perspective, part of the sales process. Well, maybe you should shift your process a bit. Play to your talents. Okay, that's, so- that's one of my pieces of advice is that too often we're in a place of work and we think there's something wrong with us. But maybe it's not that we're in the wrong, we're not in the wrong career. We're just in the wrong type of selling. Okay. So how do I – let's go back to the employer for a second now. Yeah. It sounds all great. You know, sales training, I think, or performance training. Um, when can I expect results? If if I bring in a third party like knowledge brokers yeah. or you, I want results. You know, most of the results we generate, and this is uh, again, like I said before, first disclaimers. It is a partnership, so the company has to toe the line. They bring me in, I give them the tools, the knowledge, and the support, but they have to implement it, which means just taking some simple steps and following through at the management level and reinforcing it at the front line. Now, with that said, I've seen even around, we talked earlier about targeting the ideal client. Right. Just a targeting exercise, profiling the ideal clients, having people go after them specifically and building a process, a real VIP account process. We've seen increases of 15 to 80% in sales volumes in literally 30 days. Or it might take, wow. eight, or it might take 18 months to get a 15% increase. But we've seen really in most cases, if these changes shift, we can create measurable results in a short period of time. Is is it? It sounds difficult to implement these systems. It's from a layman out there listening, they say, "Okay, I'm looking at my sales staff, four people." Um, you know, usually when you think about getting third party training or sales performance training, things are bad. They're not at the height. That's funny because most of my clients are at the height. Hmm. It's the guys who are, you know, it's, it's it's always at my seminars too. You'll see the people at the front row taking notes, right? And they're the senior vice presidents of major corporations that are doing well. Right. <laughs> and the guys at the back with their arms crossed uh, who are chatting uh, are mediocre. And I find the companies that really are doing well invest heavily in, on an ongoing basis in fine-tuning their process. And so as an entrepreneur, don't wait till it gets bad. I mean, if you've got some momentum, you know, throw some kerosene on the fire and really make it work. So, okay. So I'm an entrepreneur out there, a manager. Um, how do I get in touch with knowledge brokers and, and get an assessment done? The best thing to do would be go to our website. It's uh, kbitraining.com, as in knowledgebrokersinternationaltraining.com. So kbitraining.com. Uh, or you can simply uh, Google Shane Gibson, Vancouver, uh, and I'll come up number one there. You can find us that way as well. But kbitraining.com is the best way to get there. And again, we're not for everybody. And we realize that, and that's part of initially sitting down with clients is taking a look at what their gaps are and seeing if as a sales performance organization, there's a fit. Okay, that's great advice. All right, while you're at your computer looking at kbitraining.com, you might want to swing over to www.careerstodaycanada.com and check out some of the great employers across BC that are hiring, utilizing Careers Today. And we welcome your resume submission to any of the exciting careers that we're posting. Also, If you're looking at making a career change and you feel like you could use some great advice or some candid, objective thoughts about how your skills might fit into this marketplace, we welcome your resume submission to Vancouver at PCMGCanada.com and certainly take a look at PCMG Canada's website at www.pcmgcanada.com. We're going to take a short break, but uh, Shane, I'm going to ask you about your new book, Closing Bigger. 
Great book. I've had a good chance to read it. There's some great ideas, not only for employers, but individual salespeople out there to really maximize. And it's a great time to be talking about this book as everyone's out there trying to set their goals for the next year. And salespeople can't be any different. You've got to have some pretty big goals going into 2007, especially in this absolute red-hot market in Vancouver. So we'll take a short break, come back with Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International. I'm Minto Roy, and you're listening to Careers Today, CFUN, 1410 AM. Now, back to Careers Today on CFUN, 1410 AM. Here's your host, Minto Roy. Good afternoon, and welcome back to Careers Today, 1410 CFUN. I'm Minto Roy, I'm your host of Careers Today. And this week in our studio, we have Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International. Shane, and we left, we talked about uh, your new book, Absolutely. Closing Bigger. What a, what a great, great title. Um, I've had a chance to read the book, some great ideas. H- how did this book come about? Well, it had a lot to do with uh, Trevor Green, actually. Trevor Green's my co-author. Co-author, okay. I wrote a book called, uh, previous to that, actually called Bad Date. He's more <laughs> of a financial uh, journalist and a real real crime reporter and also uh, active uh, in the Canadian military for a number of years. And uh, Trevor and I sat down and looked at putting together a book. And really with his structure and support uh, and my passion about selling, we decided to write a book called Closing Bigger. And it was really about people who close deals over a million dollars. What do people who close big deals do differently than your average salesperson? And that's where the idea of the book came from. And so now Knowledge Brokers as a company – We've worked with major multinationals around the world. Over 100,000 salespeople have gone through our programs, many of them large deal closers. So we have a pretty good idea of what works. So we, we put our strategy together, and then we went out and confirmed it by interviewing people who close big deals in Vancouver and throughout North America. And in the book, we've distilled those processes. Now, was there a consistent stream of what these big closers did? Yes, there was. Absolutely. I think there were some, some best-of-business practices that were consistent although some of them were very different personality styles. I look at uh, Dak Molnar, who at the time was working with Colliers International. Right. And Dak was very much your relationship person, very much relationship, leadership-driven, and had a lot of people helping him take care of the details. Where Lisa Howell, who works with Phillips Medical, who had just closed like an $80 million deal with one hospital group the day before I interviewed her, right. she was a sales scientist. I mean, she was absolutely organized and process-driven. But what I found about these people is all of us have heard these things before. You know, develop good relationships with your clients, follow through, follow up, add value. The difference with a big deal closer and your average salesperson is a big, big deal closer is absolutely passionate and disciplined about those principles. Right. What I really found fascinating is that there was no one single makeup for great salespeople. It's no, not like there isn't. the the societal perception is this guy's the life of the party. He's get, got gift of the gab. From your studies of studying these big deal closers, the high performers, did, was that consistent? There was no consistency? There's a few things. And one of them would be passion and energy. doesn't mean they're waving their arms around or taking a room over. But they're <laughs> passionate and energetic at what they do. They're disciplined. They're focused. They've got clarity. Number three is... You know, if I was to interview and look for hiring a big deal closer, let's say I'm an employer, right? Or you're looking to get one of those jobs uh, that you get to pull in the six figures uh, for closing big deals. One of the things I'd be looking for is, are you interviewing me too? You know, do they have right. good interviewing skills? They are they talking to me like they're an order taker or they're the, my peer? 
What I find big deal closers, they think more like business people than order takers or salespeople. They've really got a business mind, and they tend to be very creative and curious. So the book, Closing Bigger. Yes. It's not just for big deal closers, obviously. It's quite an intimidating title out there. It is. And, and again, it's, it's a, from a branding perspective, we think it was strong because it was helping us move into the business-to-business sector. But look, if you're closing $1,000 deals and $8,000 feels big to you, right. then the book can help you. And to a large degree, what it's, it's really designed is to help people think bigger as well. Okay, so it's not just for those people closing $100,000 deals, million-dollar deals. If I'm out there starting off in sales, if I'm selling you know, $30 ad spots on radio, per se, this is going to help me close more. Absolutely. Okay. And, and part of it is it's just getting into the principles. And one of the biggest steps in the book is really teaching people the importance of the ability to systematically listen and absorb information. Okay. So how do I pick up a copy of this book? Best thing to do is go to closingbigger.com. And you can order on closingbigger.com. Or if you've got large orders, uh, your corporation wants a discount and you want to order 20 or 30 copies or 100 or a couple hundred for your organization, uh, you can contact Knowledge Brokers directly through kbitraining.com. What's been some of the feedback from the book from uh, people that have read it? I've had some exceptional feedback. Uh, I look at it as a book. Uh, I've got an entrepreneur who owns uh, a search engine optimization company here in Vancouver and uh, known him for a number of years. And one of the things he said to me is just by reading the book and really understanding how to systematically follow the process of closing a deal better, he was able to increase his sales by one or two a month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he's a small business person. To him, that's an extra eight or $10,000 a month in his pocket. So that, that was that's some great huge deal. That's some great individual feedback uh, that I liked. I had one guy uh, who read the book, and his quotes are in the front of the book here, actually. And Chad Rissonen, I think, had sold literally – uh, close to, I think it was how many hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars? Yeah, his comment there. is, thanks, Shane. I closed over $700,000 of the business within 45 days after reading your book. This would have normally taken me six months to pull off. So yeah. there you go. And a lot of it is, you know what, there is no magic. What you'll find about the book is uh, Jay Levinson reviewed the book and endorsed it. And one, I like part of his quote. He says, if you're willing hard enough <laughs> right. to be your own, if you're, if you're willing to work hard enough to be your own miracle, uh, then this book is for you. And I think that's it is yeah. it's really about applying some time-tested principles. And probably if, you're, if you've got a good background in selling, 80% of the book you've heard before and 20% is going to be the differentiator for you. Okay. So you're a performance trainer. Um, sales performance. Yes, sales absolutely. Perform. How do you train? How do you improve? What do you do daily well, or weekly? One of my mentors, and I like, like what you said daily, Fred Shadian. Uh, he's got uh, North American record in Arnis, which is a Filipino stick fighting and knife fighting, <laughs> and uh, and he's really my performance trainer, uh, in essence. And one, of, so number one, always have a mentor and a coach. No matter how good you are, you're not good enough to stop learning. Right. And that's number one. But also part of it is realizing that there's a training opportunity in every activity. The training doesn't happen in the classroom or in the boardroom uh, with a motivational guy up front. It happens when you leave and what you do with it. So I go into a sales call. And when I leave, I ask one. I ask a few questions. Number one, what went well? Number two, what didn't go so well? Number three, what am I going to do differently next time? And I ask that question every time I walk in and out of a meeting. I think part of it is taking responsibility for our own personal development and really having goals based upon that as well as salespeople. Well, you know, there's some great advice. And I've, inter- I've had the pleasure of interviewing many, many successful people on this show and outside of this show. And it really dovetails around to those fundamental key things of taking personal responsibility, doing self-assessments, doing what did I learn from even the failures and moving things forward. Um, again, for those of you interested in speaking to Shane, 
or finding out more about Knowledge Brokers International, I would welcome you to visit kbitraining.com. And I am certain that uh, if you're interested in a career in sales or finding out what makes people that are closing big deals tick, you want to pick up a copy of Closing Bigger by Shane Gibson and Trevor Green. It's been another great show on careers today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Shane Gibson. I want to thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, Saturday, 3 p.m. on Careers Today. See fun, 1410 a.m.